Latin America. So, there, finally. Um, I wanted to pick your brain on a few things because, as you know, I I work closely. I, ha I actually have a group um, on a Thursday of about thirty odd thirty odd men. Um, some of yeah. them, some of them married, and um, mm -hmm. pretty much kind of a touring coaching type thing. And a lot of the discussions are around relationships. Um, this week we spoke about trust. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you know how men do with trust. I was very. Yeah, yeah guy who didn't, who didn't trust women at all until about five years mm -hmm. ago. Um, and you know, you know a lot about my history, so. Yeah, the whole journey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, up until, you know, about two years before I met my wife, I didn't trust women. Yeah, I was in a loads of relationship, but I didn't, I didn't, because I had, I had previous um, real trauma with trust from my childhood. Um, mm -hmm. So today I wanted to talk to you about relationships, but more specifically, um, the role of men within relationships, what mm -hmm. is expected of us, what, what we are supposed mm -hmm. to do, how we're supposed mm -hmm. to operate within the confines of relationship. And there's about 10 questions in there. So you can start with the one, you can start with the lowest line fruit. And we kind of... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So no, I'll, it, 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 let, let's just take it from you just asking me, because um, yeah. there is just so much in my head, you know what I mean? Exactly. There is, there is, there just, there's consistently just so much in my head. Um, um, so that, I, the one thing that I do, the one thing that I do know about relationships is that whether we be in emotional relationships, whether we be in social relationships, whether we be in relationships of community, um, whether we be in long-term or short-term relationships, whatever they may be, we are wired. We are wired to be in relationship in some way or not. We are not wired as men. We are not wired as humans, but we're definitely not wired as men to actually be just, you know, a gang of one just making it through life just as a gang of one you know what i mean yeah. we are wired to um to to be interdependent you know? well, yeah, we are we are we are wired to be interdependent so learning to incorporate relationships in with another person into that space um long term or short short term is a part of understanding what it means to be in relationship um, and what it means to actually journey in community. That, that, that's integral to us understanding who we are. 100%. Do you feel like, do you feel like nowadays, um, and I'll take, I'll take my own experience because I was raised a certain way, right? So I was raised um, from my father at about 10. I remember 10, he, he said to me, how many girlfriends do you have? And I said, one. And he said, oh, that's not enough. Um, mm -hmm. And then that kind of moved on throughout the, the other male figures I had within my, within my um, upbringing. Um, so I was trained to have many women because that was, that was what was, I was supposed to do. So do you feel that, um, and I think it's a rhetorical question, but I'll ask it anyway. Do you feel that in society nowadays, the way a lot of us as men are raised is detrimental 
to relationships and, and how a relationship should be structured and detriment mm-hmm. to our emotional intelligence as to how mm-hmm. to, to deal with and treat. Mm-hmm. Well, there are so many men who are just being raised just by single, single parents, yeah. just, just by their mothers, you know what I mean? Or just by their fathers. The majority um, of so many men are actually just being raised by their mothers. So I don't think men are actually growing up with a healthy re- understanding of relationships anyway. Not unless their mother is in a long-term relationship. But if their mother is in that space where she, she has different relationships, you know what I mean? Through no fault of her own, you know what I mean? It's just that she's actually um, just in relationships with men who just don't know how to handle the responsibility of being with a woman who has children or actually being with this woman who has their own children. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think um, men are... Uh, they're, they're, there's a, there's a, a lot of men. I won't say it's the vast majority. I don't actually even want to paint that picture of... of and, and speaking specifically of the black community, I don't even want to paint that picture um, of, of us. But I don't, think, I don't think there's enough men being raised with a healthy understanding of what it means to, to see a couple in consistent long-term love relationships. So I don't know that they've been schooled around trust or schooled around um, commitment or schooled um, around emotional IQ. I know that once my mom left and I'm born 65. Mm. Um, so like I'm now the father as, as a 55 year old, you know, our, our generation is the fathers of like 40 year olds. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You mm. know, as a 55 year old, we're the, we're the generate, we're the fathers of like, um, you know, 25 to 35. Mm. We are the parents of that generation. And so I know that a lot in our generation, we didn't grow up with, with fathers. Mm. You know what I mean? We, we, my mom never brought a man into the house after my dad left. Mm. And my dad left when I was five. So I've never seen my mother with another man. Mm. So when I came to get married 27 years ago, I, it's not so much that I had um, issues of trust. I actually had issues of failure. I was just actually presupposing failure on myself because I had never seen it. So I don't, yeah, well, obviously, if I've never seen it, I ain't going to be able to make it. You know what I mean? And so I think I think for 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 the majority, I think the the real problem is that they're not just seeing enough examples of consistent grinding out of love and growing of love Mm. and you know and and just that longevity. I don't see they see I I don't think that there's enough seeing love longevity, Mm. you know, and growing up around love longevity to have an understanding of what that looks like. So yeah, it's a kind of perpetuation, you mm-hmm. know, you'll, you'll, I, I feel that so many are growing up around a perpetuation of mistrust or perpetuation of, well, make this work until it don't work and then go find the next one for make it work, mm-hmm. you know, instead mm-hmm. of figuring out why it don't work, mm-hmm. but making it work and well, it's not working. All right, well, allow you, let me go find somebody that I can make it work with rather than figure out, well, why isn't it working and why don't you just fix it and just continue to make it work? Mm. You know? Mm. I mean, so many things you just said resonated specifically with me. I mean, growing up, I, I didn't have, well, as I said, my father left early doors, but Mm -hmm. I also found out, um, Mm -hmm. 2017 actually, uh, when I was sending out wedding invitations and you can see the pictures behind me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
when I was sending out wedding invitations, that I had a brother and a sister. I mean, and I met my I met my brother, met my sister at my wedding for the first time, uh, mm. and found out that my father did exactly the same thing with my brother and my sister, who were from the same mother that he did with mm. me and my mom. I mean, wow. so we had exactly the same story. And the wickedest part of that is me and my sister, mm-hmm. no word of a lie, me, me and my sister went to the same school, right? She was four years ahead of me. So I was coming in young. She was four years, years ahead of me. But by the time we got to college, which is Knox College in, Man- mm-hmm. in, in Christiana, I was going out with my sister's friends. Oh, wow. So I could have easily gone out with my sister. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So when Crazy. I found out 2017 and by looking back at my life growing up and seeing how, mm-hmm. like you said, relationships were very much a throwaway commodity. So, you know, this now works. So let me do something else. Let me check somebody else. Let me see if this can work out. I have the perfect example of how that is supposed to work for my grandparents. Mm-hmm. So I watched my grandma, my grandpa, work through so many different ebbs and flows, hills and valleys, um, some major traumas, some major incidents, and they just work through it. They just batten down the hatches and go, right, we were created to be together, so we're going to be together. You know what I mean? I have a bridging who, again, had some issues within his relationship, ended up leaving the house, and his wife called him. He's my age, by the way. His mm-hmm. wife called him back, and he said, oi. She said, oi, are you a coward? We didn't get married to break up, so come back home. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I said to him, Regin, this one? This a keeper. Yeah, man. <laughs> don't play no games with this one, yeah? If you go oh, home yeah. and she decides to punch you in the face, you put yeah. one foot behind the other, you spread it, yeah. and you get your center yeah. of gravity low enough so you don't fall on yeah. your But you take yeah, that yeah. punch, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You do what yeah. you have to do. Um, so... I'm very much of the belief, like you're saying, that is very much, and, and I speak about this as well, Pastor. Mm. Fathers and mentors, um, like you said, a lot of us grew up without fathers. I grew up without the father. Mm. I had a lot of male mm. figures around me, but they didn't mm-hmm. teach me these things either. They taught, taught me the opposite, like I said. You know what I mean? How yeah. many? Enough, yeah, man. Enough, yeah, enough, yeah. That's, that's yeah, what you're yeah, supposed yeah. to do. You know what I mean? So yeah. how do you think us as men who are now married, having children, and kind of recognizing some of the failings um, and some of the things that we, how do you think we can improve this moving forward? I think, I think what we have to do is, I think the obligation that we have, you know within your space now, with your relationship with your wife, you know that regardless of how your father was raised and your uncles or his brothers were raised and what they tried to pass on to you, you now know mentally and emotionally that ceases in your line. Yep. Yeah. You just know that. Yeah. All right. Whatever that was, that ceases with me. Yep. From me, we start a whole different mindset within my family. With, you know what I mean? Anyone who named Ferguson who come through me, any male, any female, they're growing up with a whole different understanding of love, relationships, responsibility. They're going to see that mirrored. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think what we have to do is we have to take on the challenge of breaking, breaking cycles in our, in our generation. You know what I mean? I, like, I mean, 
I, I am married now 27 years. Wow. You know what I mean? And for, <laughs> <laughs> believe me, man, for all the achievements I've got, academic, work, you know, whatever little minuscule accolades people want to actually attribute to me. For me, that is my greatest achievement. Wow. Serious. Being, being a husband and being a father and holding it together and holding it down with this one woman for 27 years, that's my greatest life achievement. That's wow. my greatest life achievement beyond all. Because all of my siblings have been married. All, yeah, all the siblings in my family who have been married are now divorced. Mercy. You know what I mean? Nice. And so I am like the youngest on the baby, at the baby end of my family. You know what I mean? And, um, and I just feel like I've got an obligation for all of them just to fight it through. You know what I mean? Now, I am blessed to actually be married to a woman who has loved me way past my love by date. Mm. You know what I mean? Way past my love by date. Mm. And has seen me at my worst and and then stood in that space, you know, uh, with the type of love that says, "I ain't, I ain't no way going to make you feel good about the mistakes you've made mm -hmm. and 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 the trauma that you may have brought to the relationship over the years." Mm -hmm. But I am going to make you understand that there is love with me for you to not be that person. Mm. And if you're serious about not being that person, I'm serious about staying here and loving you beyond that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, I feel like, I think the one thing that we, we, the one thing that we fear, I think the one thing that we really fear, Dre, is putting it all out with a woman and then the woman, her, her hands ain't safe. <laughs> you know, because in order to really be invested in love, you actually have to just, you, you have to be unconditionally just fully invested. Right. You can't, you can't halfway love. I'm going to stick up in with you right there. We had a conversation yeah. in, in our group meeting this week. And again, mm -hmm. talking about trauma. One of the questions that came up was, you know, can we actually fully trust a person? Can we actually fully invest all of our trust into one person mm. and I was, I was quick off the bat i was like what mm. that's a no-brainer you know mm -hmm. it's just like you um mm -hmm. I, i'll tell you a piece of my story so the day mm -hmm. I, day i decided to get married right mm -hmm. a little bit about my wife my wife comes from an affluent background so all of her mm -hmm. family are lawyers every single one of them from mm -hmm. grandpa come right down mm -hmm. uh, for lawyers Right, mm -hmm. and my wife has two degrees, two master's degrees. Mm -hmm. One of them is in law. Right, mm -hmm. we were at, we were here one day, and I thought, man, some of these some of these invoices aren't coming through. Um, people are taking long to pay me my money. Da, 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 da. And she sat there, and she was on my chest like this, and she said, "Baby, you know, if we just have to eat rice and drink water, I'm cool with that." You know, mm. my brother, I had some statements. <laughs> The next day, this was a Sunday. The mm. next Sunday, <laughs> yeah. Very next day, got up, went to the bank, went to the jewelry store, bought the ring, proposed, <laughs> proposed to her birthday. I said, "Me, I've been through enough with mm. women. I've made enough mistakes to know a good woman." When I yeah, 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 yeah. So the yeah. point I want, the point I want to deep 
based on what you're saying here is how do we teach how do we like i believe i have to love my wife where i see her mm-hmm. 25 years down the line like you mm-hmm. we're five years into a relationship mm-hmm. or two years into mm-hmm. a marriage right mm-hmm. so i have to see her 25 years 30 years 50 years down the line that's the type of person i'm loving yeah. in yeah. everything that might be a flaw right now is just for me mm-hmm. to file down and very much the same with me mm-hmm. it's just like you my wife has accepted me with all my foolishness. Mm. My foolishness ain't, 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 ain't mm. it's a whole heap of mm. foolishness. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah. And she yeah. has one of the things just like, well, not just like, similar to what mm. you know, your, your queen has said to you. She said, look, I love you from the day we met to where mm. we go forward. Not mm. your baggage, you know, because, mm. you know, there were things happening and she's like, no, none of that stuff is my business. That was before me. Mm. So we're moving forward from the point where we met, yeah. where we're yeah. trying to go, right? Mm-hmm. So I have no reason to distrust you based on what you did before me. I have reason mm-hmm. to build with you based on what we build mm-hmm. from this point moving forward. Mm-hmm. And with whatever comes, I will work through it with you. Um, but don't mm-hmm. think you're going to be able to come in here with your foolishness and don't get called out or held accountable for it. Just like you. My wife made that clear day one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I ain't having none of your foolishness, but I'm not going to stop mm-hmm. loving you because you make yeah. mistakes. You know what I mean? My job is to support you in your growth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what I want to talk about in, at this little point right here, this juncture is unconditional love. All right? Mm-hmm. So how do we break that down so that people that might listen to this understand? Like as a man, I'm supposed to be able to grow into unconditionally loving my wife. Like you said, yeah. we struggle with kind of giving or everything to one person. You know what I mean? And, and just trusting yeah. that person going to take care of our heart because as men, yeah. we, we're, not that, we're not that brave when it comes to those types of emotions. <laughs> and because we don't want to be that vulnerable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we've, we've been taught to view vulnerability as weakness. When actually vulnerability is strength, because what vulnerability is, it's active humility. You know what I mean? It's active humility. It's actually being able to say, I ain't got all the answers, but I'm willing to to work out the answers. Mm. You know what I mean? What it's actually saying is, I need help to be this person that I dream. I need help to be this person that is within me. You know what I mean? And that's um, looking to break out. Um, Work love 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 by its very by its very love by its very nature is other centered you know what i mean if it's self if it's self centered that's not love that's just narcissism you know what i mean that's narcissism you know what i mean if it's 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 like just self obsession you know love that is just continually self centered it's just selfish um it's just selfishness narcissism and and self obsession Love by its very nature is other-centered. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's active. If you use the, um, what Paul is talking about, love is patient, love is kind. You know what I mean? Love goes the extra mile. Love don't try big up its chest. Love don't try to win one over on you. That means it's other-centered. Love is always about what it's not trying to be in terms of selfishly, but what it's trying to be in terms of selflessly. Just... You know what I mean? And, and, um, and in order for somebody to, in, in order for somebody to respond to you in that love, 
number one, they have to be given the opportunity because as human beings, we, we are naturally self-preservationists. Mm. We are, we, we move towards self-preservation. You know what I mean? That, that's our, that's our natural defense mode. You know what I mean? Just, I'm going to make sure that I'm all right before, you know, and um, there ain't, there ain't nothing wrong with that. It's, it's, that is actually the way we're also wired. So what it means is that we have to actually learn and we have to learn over a period of time to enter into the journey of love, the mm. difficulty of love, mm. because love is always about allowing yourself to mine your own heart and mm. your own value and your own ethic and mm. um, your own understanding of your own self. Love is about actually mining that deeper to leave space for this other person, you know what I mean? So that you can actually embrace what it means to actually take on the life and the love and the journey and the heart and the dreams of this other person as well. So it's not so much the love for Yvonne that changes me. It's my love for Yvonne that changes me. You know what I mean? What Yvonne's love does is actually just give me the free playground and, and, you know, it gives me the, the calm and it gives me the level of trust to know, all right, then whatever I throw at this girl in terms of love and journey and vulnerability and, 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 um, and that real deeper side of me, it's landing on a safe court. You know what I mean? She, she, yeah, she, she, you know, she will pick it up and then she'll throw it back at me and give me the chance to, and then throw it back at her. And we're able to grow in that space rather than she use it as leverage. Like, ah, oh, all right then. Yeah, I know how to leverage this against your backside. You know what I mean? And then, and chip away. So I think we give each other the opportunity to enter in at this, the first space of trust, understanding, appreciation, deepen friendship to the place where we feel like, actually, I love this girl. You know what I mean? And when we say we love this girl, what it means is that we're willing to stick in this place. And as she begins to actually unpeel and we see the deeper layers and I actually begin to unpeel, I'm going to trust the journey and what I'm feeling now that we can build on that. So that as it unfolds, we can actually just grow into a deeper space together. You know what I mean? Now, early on in your relationship, you're always going to learn and see whether or not this person can actually reciprocate that. Yeah. You're always going to be knowing, you're going to know if you're actually playing tennis across a tennis court with somebody or you're just batting a ball up against the wall and it's coming back to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah you're, yeah, you're always going to know. And during those early times, whether her knowing it from you as a man and especially you knowing it from her as a woman, you're, it's, it's in those times that you have to actually decide, all right, am I doing this? You know what I mean? Because this person isn't going to reciprocate. You mm. know, it, 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 over time, they may, they may learn to. And so you're willing to take that journey. But you can actually learn within a short space of time, whether in 25 years, you're still going to be taking pigeon, 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 pigeon steps. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and sometimes that's because that person would have had real deep-seated um, bad problems in their own relationship that they ain't willing to work through, but they're glad to be with you 
but they just ain't gonna throw their they, they ain't gonna throw everything into it you know what i mean and because they're not gonna throw everything into it loving this person unconditionally is going to be hard work because you're never going to see it reciprocated in the same way. 100%. The person always is always going to be loving it from a guarded space. They're always going to be loving from a self-preservationist space. Mm. And self-preservation, love, love by self-preservation cannot exist within, within the space of somebody who's loving unconditionally. 100%. You know what I mean? Because one is loving totally openly and the other one is loving transactionally. Transactionally, yeah. And that's, that's the question I was just going to ask you now. Like, you know, a lot of us, um, a lot of people, society mm-hmm. nowadays love transactionally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's based on what you give me, I give you something in return. Mm-hmm. And when you don't give me that thing, I withhold my thing that I meant mm-hmm. to give to you. Mm-hmm. So what we find is that love, in the true essence of love, doesn't have, mm-hmm. like you said, the right mm-hmm. environment to flourish and grow. Mm-hmm. Because I'm waiting for you to give me something. I mean, yeah. well, we have a disagreement and I'm waiting for you to say the exact right thing. Exactly. And if you don't say yeah. that exact right thing, we ain't moving past this point, right? And I'm yeah. holding, withholding my love mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. based on what you give to me. And if mm-hmm. you don't give it to me, we ain't moving forward. So let's talk about leadership yeah. and relationship. Because I personally believe as a man, I have a responsibility when it comes to disagreements within my marriage relationship and any relationship for that matter if i know right i'm supposed to do right so that means Mm -hmm. as a leader which i tend to think of myself as um i'm supposed to try and lead this conversation in the right way so we can get the most uh, profitable outcome for us both Mm -hmm. right and that as you said requires you know me giving off myself because love is other other person right so um, it's about you um it's selfless um, so let's talk about that for a minute. How do, how do we work harder as men within our relationships to move past our own self kind of preservation to make sure that we're getting to the point where we come back to center as quick as possible? I think, I think one of the things you have to do is, number one, you always have to be just in, in just deeper and more meaningful conversations with the person that you love it. And the person that you're doing life with, you have to always have those conversations beyond the the superficial. You know what I mean? I think the other thing that is an absolute must um, with within that space, especially in terms of coming back to to being the leader, um, is is understanding that as much as we the nature of leadership is in the heart of a woman too. 100%. You know what I mean? The nature of leadership is in the heart of a woman too. And I think it's understand, I think for us, leadership is more about wisdom, you know what I mean, than position. Because there's sometimes you're going to lead from the front. And sometimes sometimes you're going to lead from the middle. Sometimes you're going to lead from the side. Sometimes you're actually going to lead from the back. It's like how yeah. wolves do it, don't they? So the yeah, 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 yeah. Back, you know what I mean? Yeah. Protecting, protecting yeah. them back. And yeah. He's kind of made yeah. way yeah. from the front, you know? So yeah. yeah, all of that is... I think, I think our leadership, I think our leadership has to be about the way in which people dream large and they have safety to dream, to, 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 to sense safety, where people, leadership should be about us creating and maintaining um, a, a community of 
emotional safety and physical safety and spiritual safety and emotional direction. You know what I mean? Because there's sometimes as a man when you're going to be tired and you're going to, you know, and you've seen it, you, you, you would have known it yourself. There's times when, you know, uh, for me, um, it's Yvonne, like, yeah, get up front. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're leading. It's on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's on you. It's on you. You know what I mean? Because the, the fact is, we are one. Yes. Yes. So if you're leading, I'm leading. And if I'm leading, you're leading. Because that's we are both actually heading in the same direction. The key. That's the key. It's oneness, isn't it? You know what I mean? And it's about understanding that you're one. You know what I mean? So it's leadership for the man shouldn't be about position. Leadership for the man should be about the way in which the family is positioned. And when I say family, you and your partner, you know what I mean? Children is just what you add to the family. But the family starts the moment you two become one. That's the family. That's the family. What you're going to do now is just add more people to that family. You know what I mean? So eventually then people are gone as well, which leaves just you and the family. After a while, yeah. After a while, exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, So I think, you know, it's about understanding that leadership is in the nature of women too. 100%. You know, strength and power is in the, in the nature of women too. 100%. You know, um, you know and, and, um, and so it's not about seeking to control her power. Mm. <laughs> it's actually seeking to, all right, how do I create the environment around her in which her power is released? You know, because she's not going to actually use that as leverage against me. She's going to use that as leverage for both of us and for the relationship. 100%. You know, 100%. and I think your power, your strength or everything should always be in the leveraging of the best for the, the, the family and the relationship. The family of two or the family of three or the family of however. But beginning with you two, that's where your power should be leveraged. How do you and I leverage both our influence, our strength, our power, our, our spirituality and everything so that what we represent moves, moves forward in that space? You know what I mean? And I think, I, I honestly do know that a woman who, who sees a man able to do that, you know, 10 out of 10 times, she's going to say, baby, get up there and lead. You know what I mean? Even if she comes from a family of dominates, domineering, powerful, you know what I mean? Once her heart feels safe, mm-hmm. once her heart feels safe, once her emotions are safe, mm-hmm. once her mind is stimulated, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Once her spirit is enriched, mm-hmm. she's going to say, brethren, get up the front there. Mm-hmm. I'm smiling. You know I mean? yeah. I'm smiling because that's my wife, right? So mm-hmm. my, wife's, my wife's grandmother is top lawyer and started mm-hmm. her firm her mother is um, a prosecutor in France um, mm. so she was raised by powerful independent powerful women, women yeah right? so she that's what she knows right so to come mm. to a man like me now who's from the other spectrum um, mm. so not that affluence but that kind of strength you know that kind mm. of hustle that kind of drive that kind of go get them attitude mm. um, it had to be a situation where she felt safe enough with what I was doing, my plans, how mm. I had her, how I trusted mm. her, how I believed in her ability mm. to allow me to, tr- mm. to lead, to lead and to yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, baby, I, I trust what you're doing. So go do what you're doing. I'm happy mm. to kind of work 
to kind of yeah. allow me to do this. And she's said yeah. it on many occasions because the problem, the problem with a lot of, the problem I find um, with a lot of conversations I have is that, you know, you feel less than because you're, you're, you're empowering your woman. The problem with that is if you, if you have to decrease her power, if you have to take bits away from her in order to feel stronger or to feel like more of a man, then you're less than a man than you actually think. You don't even know. And I was going to say the same thing. Any man who, who, who feels less than because his woman leads or his woman has strength or his woman has education doesn't yet know himself. No. And, and again, yeah, yeah. let's not jump to that point because that's the next question. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I had this conversation. So Bridget asked me, around a group, and it was a Sabbath actually. Bridget asked me around a group of, of people and he said, um, what type of woman do you want? And I listed it. I said, I need a highly intelligent woman, ambitious, beautiful, ready to go and do what she needs to do. And it was a conversation around, okay, but I just want a woman to take care of me. And I said, well, does it mean that she won't take care of me because she wants to achieve the things that she's thinking of achieving? Mm. I think that's some kind of high insecurity that any person, any man would have. You know, my my greatest joy, and hopefully my wife would, would agree, my greatest wife is, is to see her win. You know, I, I remember when I said to her, what do you want to do? Because she was studying all of these things and she said this. And I said, all right, cool, that's what you're going to do then. And she said, oh, but this, this, this. I said, no, 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 no. This is what you say you're going to do. So I'll take care of everything else. Just do you, right? Mm. She's gone on to build her own company. She's building a magazine. She's an, she's, she's an authority on the field that she's also created. Do you know what I mean? And, and for me to just watch her do that is Beautiful, a isn't pleasure. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A powerful woman. Yeah, and she's, not yeah. even, she's not even grown into her full self yet. She just babies yeah. right now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and the yeah. joy, the pleasure, the pride I feel like just watching her. I just sit back like this. I bet you are Yeshua him say, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. In a thing. You know what I mean? And for me, that is what my job is supposed to be. It's supposed yeah, yeah, yeah. to empower you to be the yeah, best yeah. person you can yeah, be man. without feeling yeah. like I'm threatened by your success. You know that's what, I mean? what love does. That's what love does. Love gives the space for the person to grow into... You know what I mean? That God, that God-inspired vision of who they are. You know what I mean? And and when you realize that you have had part in that, and you realize that you and that person will consistently journey and consistently move together, you know, and you're gonna see more and more and more of this. You know, what it what it what it does, it 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 means that all right, you have to dig deeper. Because yeah. now you're, you're yeah, you're, you're actually, what yeah. it means is you have to dig yeah. deeper. You yeah. know what I mean? Because what it yeah. means is that you're now creating legacy. Yeah. You know, I never saw this in my family. I never saw this in my space. Yeah. All right, let me create this now. Let this be the new legacy that, that, that is attached to my family name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or attached to the family as far as my strain of the family. Yeah. Let, let this be the legacy that, that, that comes forward. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, a, a, man, a man should never feel, a man should never feel, you know, if you are blessed to be connected to a powerful woman, then, you know, remember, powerful women don't, don't generally connect to, to, to men 
that they have to just work so much on. No. They, they just don't, you know what I mean? They don't want a project. They actually want somebody to inspire them, you know what I mean? And it, it, it's, 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 I've known women who highly educated, mm. and yet they marry somebody just, you know, highly educated, highly powerful, and they connect themselves to somebody who just does, you know. A farmer. Yeah, just a simple job, yeah, simple yeah. work, you know yeah. what I mean? But they see within that, they see deep within that person. 100%. All the success, all the drive, 100%. all the passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they probably will never make as much money as they do. Yeah, probably they just won't, you know what I mean? But in terms of everything else that makes them feel inspired and, 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 and grounded and safe and motivated and, and trusting to love, they put all of that onto that man, you know? So men have to have that deeper sense of, so, men have to have that deeper sense of like who they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have to have that deeper sense of who, of who they are and the importance of journeying to, even if they don't understand it straight away, at least journeying to know and mm -hmm. journeying to learn and mm -hmm. actually, allowing yourself to be vulnerable with somebody, another woman who is willing to support you in your journey to learn. 100%. And in your journey to grow. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Deep it takes a lot of strength to do that. Let's deep that for a minute, brother. Um, I, I know from my own experience um, and my experience with women that I'd, I had to, I had to, I fought, I, it came to a point where I had to detach myself from relationships, from women completely, because I knew I wanted to be married. I knew I wanted to love somebody and be loved by somebody. But I also knew that I wasn't emotionally, mentally ready for that. I had too much stuff going on in my head and all around me for that matter. So what I did, I took a two year sabbatical. The first year wasn't great, <laughs> but the second year was <laughs> worked out to be what it needed to be, right? But I needed that time to self-realize and self-actualize, to find myself, to recognize what I had to offer somebody and what I could be for somebody and what I needed somebody for, right? How important do you think it is? And I, we kind of touched on it before, but let's deep it for a minute. How important do you think it is for a man to 100% commit to learning, identifying, and knowing himself before he commits to being in a relationship. Not 100% knowing you who you are, because I think that's a, that's a journey within itself, and it's, you know, you grow over time. But how important is it for you to be, you know, on the journey of actualizing yourself, knowing yourself before you commit to, to bringing somebody else within your space? I think if you went on that journey of knowing and actualizing, you actually won't know how to love a person because you won't be able to sense the depths of, of um, ability or limits. You won't be able to understand um, the patience it takes or, or the courage it takes to actually work through situations that you find yourself in with this person. And you won't know how to actually be with a person until you're honest, you're, you're, you're able to take an honest look at yourself and have honest conversations about yourself. 
100%. and have honest conversations with yourself about yourself. 100%. You know, a, a person who doesn't want to look at themselves needs to leave other people alone. Leave them alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Leave them alone because you ain't never going to, if you're not looking at yourself, you're not going to be able to love them with honesty. And the reason why you're not going to be able to love them with honesty is because they'll never actually see you. And they'll see aspects of you, but there are aspects of you that you ain't worked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're always going to be like, why are you like this? <laughs> you know what I mean? You or why, yeah, why is it you keep on doing this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, but because the guy ain't taken time to actually, actually, yeah, why do I keep on doing this? Why do I keep on reverting back to that thought or reverting back to that behavior? Or why do I keep on, you know what I mean? treating people who get close to me? Why do I keep on pushing them away, you know, and, and holding, holding them, holding their heart at distance, mm. holding my heart at distance, but wanting their heart to come all the way in. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I want you to love me unconditionally, but now nah, I'm keeping you at a distance. Yeah. Why do I keep on doing that? Any man who doesn't want to look at himself, honestly, ain't going to be able to love somebody because you come to a deeper understanding of who you are as a human being in relationship with other human beings. Yeah. Yeah, man. a person's heart, um, a person's transparent heart, vulnerable heart, brave heart, it holds a mirror up to you. And if you ain't willing to look in that mirror, mm. then yeah, you, 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 you ain't going to be able to. Yeah, really yeah, you ain't going to be able to deal with it. And so it is, it's, it's, not, it's not saying that you need to be perfect heading into a relationship, Absolutely. but you need to actually know what it, what it takes to be you. Yeah. You need to know what it is that you're made up of. You need to know the stuff that you've inherited. You know, you need to know the stuff that, you know, you got potential to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, if, if things don't work right, yeah, I got the potential to just, like, go way off here. Yep. You know, that you need to know. Yep. Um, um, because that way as well, you can give the person a deeper sense of who you are, an honest sense of who you are. And, and they'll be able to work with that. 100%. They'll be able to work with that. But the one thing they can't do is love in the blind, love in the dark, you know what I mean? They can't love in the dark. And, and unless you are willing to look at yourself and, and understand, you know, you know, that self-realization, that self-actualization, unless you're willing to take even minimal, minimal um, journeys in that, yeah. That person's always going to be loving in the dark with you. And then in the end, they're going to be like, nah, I, this is work. This ain't love. This is work. And, and they're going to, they, and they're going to, yeah, they're going to leave. They, they just won't be able to do it. So you remember Zara, right? Hmm. The other day, me, Azara, and China sat down and they sat me down and they said, dad, come, I'm going to tell you something about relationships. And Azara, she's 14. <laughs> Azara says that. You know the problem with relationships nowadays? I said, no, babe, you tell me. And she said, the problem with relationships is that people jump into relationships before finding out who they are. And then they jump into relationships without actually knowing who the other person is. And by the time they find out who they are, which probably takes longer, that, mm. and they find out who the other person is, and they recognize, actually, we don't like each other. By then, they've had a child. <laughs> they've, 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 they've committed to being in a house together. Um, this child is now going to end up fatherless or motherless or whatever the case may be. And that's the problem, that people aren't willing to take the time to learn about themselves and about the other person 
before they commit to having sex. That's what she said. Having sex is mad, dad. She's 14. You know what I mean? Mm. And I sat down like this. And I said, I have no further comment. That's enough. (laughs) (laughs) This this is the little girl you know running around Kennington Church. Little picking it. Yeah? And I looked at her and I said, boy, God, God knew what he was doing when he created this child. And, and from that point forward, you just, you just have this sense of relief, like, okay, yeah. I don't have to worry about yeah, you. you got the head screwed on. Yeah, 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 I don't have to worry about you. Yeah, yeah. But everything you said just now is key for me. It's, it's so key because I have a lot of friends. I have brethren that say, yo, I want a good woman star. Some of them girls are out there. And then I look at the brethren and I said, yeah, but are you a good man though? Yeah, exactly. What you got to offer the girl? <laughs> and he's looking at me like, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? So, bro, like, you're asking somebody to be the best they can be for you, right? That's mm-hmm. what you're asking. You're just, and you're walking in, so? And you're just walking in as you are. Like, you're selfish. You, you, you have no direction as to where you actually want to go. You're not willing to look at yourself as an individual and all of these things, but you want somebody to give you all of themselves. Exactly. Like, exactly. That make no sense, yeah. no time at all. And you will never find a good woman. That's what I said to him. I said, and a few of them actually, I said, you think good women are stupid, blood? Good women aren't dumb. They know a good man when they see it. They know what they want as well. And a lot of, most good women, if not all good women, are happy to stay by themselves as opposed to, get into something with somebody who's just selfish, self-centered, has no intention of working on themselves or no intention of building. And this is what I'm trying to teach a lot of these people nowadays as well. It's like, look, in order to get something that you consider, a, or somebody that you consider a good woman, you first have to be a good man. And by being a good yeah. man means that you are humble, you're honest, you're willing to share, you're willing to teach, you're willing to learn, all of these things. Mm. That humility, you have to create that space within yourself so that you can grow. If you think you're a finished article and a woman just needs to come in and compliment you, then you have it all wrong, right? A woman is her own entity. You're supposed to come come together as one, but you're supposed to compliment each other. She's not supposed to compliment you because you're a finished article. You're definitely not, right? The the biggest problem you're going to face in life is the fact that you think you are complete and you're not. I mean, if you don't give yourself the knock upside the head or the kick upside the backside to realize that, you know what, actually, I have a lot of work to do then you're never going to find that person you're thinking of finding. And I think the way we do that is we have to actually create the community of men that these, these other men can hang around. Fine. It's not like where, you know, and it's not a community where, you know, I don't even want to use the idea. Um, I don't even want to actually even think that I'm portraying it in that way that, yeah, we got something that you ain't got. But we're just on a journey that you ain't on. Yep. And that's the difference. I'm not saying I ain't got something you ain't got. I'm just saying I'm on a journey that you ain't on and you need to be on this journey. And what we need to do do as men is actually create those communities. You know, the Aboriginal elders here, Mm. they hold all of their knowledge in story. 
in oral form, yeah, Dre? Yeah. And they say that we do not teach the young until they ask. Because when they ask, that means they're willing to learn. 100%. We don't chase them and say, sit down, man, sit down, sit down, let me teach you something. Mm -hmm. Like, nah. But what they do is they create the community around themselves. Right, right. The beauty of the culture and the beauty of the tradition and the beauty of the language and the beauty, you know, so that in the end, these kids are just looking out from the end. In the end, they're just like, tell me about that. Because then they're willing to learn. And that's what we have to do. Like what we're doing here, you know, and getting other, other men together who are on this journey and other men who are outside of the journey, yeah. you know, that we need to bring them into this space and actually talk to them, talk to them about our journeys, talk to them about our struggles, talk to them about our, um, um, talk to them about our victories, talk mm -hmm. to them about how we break the cycles from family past family, awesome. you know what I mean? Past family, yeah. you know, which, because a lot of this, a lot of it has just been handed down through generation to us. Yeah. It's like literally being handed down through generation to us. And where we're able to just break the cycle in our generation and just say like, nah, I'm going to pass that I'm on different in my generation. 100%. I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm passing it on. I'm going to pass it on different. You know what I mean? Give my daughter a different something to look at. You know what I mean? Give my daughter a different expectation of, of what a man should be and what a husband should be and what a father should be and what, a, you know. And I think that that's where we begin to um, actually do that where we have those spaces when we all come together um, as men and then we all get together with our partners, with other men, just bring partners, just couples together, yeah. you know, and then other who ain't in relationships, you come and sit down in our conversations, come and sit down in our conversations and listen to us, listen to us like, yeah, 100%. you know, yeah. Listen to us like delve deep into these things so that you understand that, that it's possible. Mm. It, it's, it's possible. Mm. I think just having men, you know, and this ain't got nothing to do. This is no um, disparaging of our women, but to have a whole generation of men only raised by women with mm. no influence of men whatsoever. Mm. It's, it's damaging. Yeah. That's it's damaging. I, I don't care what anyone says, man. It's damaging. Of a conversation. Which yeah, is, there's a whole other sets of conversation. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? A man is supposed to be having with another man. Yep. I, I actually think, and I actually, it's one of my keynotes. I actually think fatherlessness and the effects of fatherlessness is one of, if not the biggest problem in society. But again, hmm. that's another conversation. No, we, listen. We have evidence. We have listen. evidence between crime and yeah, I'm seeing that here, mm. and I'm not talking about amongst black kids. I'm seeing that here amongst white kids. Yep. That the effects of fatherlessness, you know what I mean? I'm actually, um, now that I've finished this series that I've just finished, I'm going to be doing a series next month. Oh, no, we're not in October yet. Um, in November. Mm. And I'm writing a new four-part four series called Chasing Daddy. Mm. And, and it was, it's actually about our chase for our fathers and our chase for identity, okay. you know what I mean? And our chase for space. And, and, and it's actually based on the experience of, of, well, I always thought it was me 
on the day the the, the story is on the day that my dad left mm. um my mum and left the house i ran off i ran down the street mm. you know ran after down the street after him i was five years old looking for daddy crying and asking him to come back mm. you know what i mean Mm. but he never came back he never turned around mm. but this is where it gets deep and I've, I've i've believed that now for 25 odd years mm. last year my sister was last year my uh i was talking with my mum mm. and telling her i'd written this thing called chasing daddy and um blah blah uh, and and it was about this situation with dad mm. and my mum says no that wasn't you that was wayne and then my eldest sister the eldest in the family she was over from Grenada and I told her about it and she said yeah yeah no that wasn't you that was Wayne you were standing there watching it but it was Wayne yeah it had made such a deep imprint on me Dre you were the one chasing I thought it was me wow (laughs) (laughs) that is crazy how deep is that? Crazy. It had made such, as a five-year-old, it had made such that I've grown up my whole life thinking it was me chasing my dad. Because mentally, I was chasing my dad through my brother Wayne. Mercy. Mentally, I was chasing my dad through my brother Wayne. Mercy. You know? <laughs> so, and I've always ri- written the story, because I've always said, I was told that I, I did it, but... Somehow I don't remember actually doing it, yeah. but I know I did it. Yeah. Actual fact, it was actually Wayne that chased him. Yeah, and I stood yeah. there watching Wayne and I, you know, and so, and so I've had to rewrite the whole thing, wow. which has gone even deeper now. Yeah. You know course. what I mean? Because then it's my five-year-old trauma. Yeah. That's a deeper, that's a deeper way to look at it. When it, yeah, it, through somebody else, just me. Yeah, I'm actually as a five year old looking at my brother chasing my dad, yep. and he didn't turn around for either of us. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, how do you catch up? How do you catch up with a man in full flight, you know, with like with eight year old legs? No. You don't, yes. you don't, you know, and so, so yeah, I'm, I'm writing that it's going to be a four part series. Yes. Um, Oh. It's gonna be a full and I'll keep you informed. I'll keep you yes, informed. Please. Yes, please, because that 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 is very much my story as well. It's <laughs> in um, daddy, um, and yeah, and the last point that we finished on is where I want to end because I think it's important that you know us as like you said, building communities and setting the right examples, and you know, using the word example, like you said, is a little bit you know bigger than like you know. I have it all figured out sort of thing. No, yeah, it's yeah. not that. What it is, is like you said, the, the box stops with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. The bad example stops with me. You know what I mean? The way things were going on before stops with me. Now it's about me creating the right examples. I'm the first man my daughters are supposed to fall in love with. I'm the first, I'm the man that my son is supposed to look up to as the example he wants to follow in a positive way. The people Mm. I interact with, the young men I deal with, the big men I deal with are supposed to look and say, oh, this is a community of men who are looking to actively 
make a positive difference in society and setting it set a standard right? this is a standard like this is how we treat our women this is how we look at women this is how we look at relationships this is how we conduct ourselves within relationship this is the kind of confidence we have within ourselves that we're not afraid to allow our women to lead when time comes mm -hmm. Or we're not afraid to put them up on a pedestal where we're, where we're supposed to put them and go, look at my queen up there. She's my queen. right? Watch her lead. Watch her run things. We're not supposed to be afraid to do that. That, doesn't, if that's, that is manhood to me. Manhood is about being able to be confident in yourself, no matter how big your missus is, because that mm. is your glory as well. You know what I mean? Exactly. You're one. Exactly. Her, glory. her glory is my glory. If my glory won, is her glory. Yeah, if you're one, her winning is you winning. So if you can push her to win, you're winning. You know what I mean? And I think that's, I think that's the kind of mindset we need to develop. That's how we need yeah. to you know, try and make positive inroads into certain type of mindsets that we see in society with our men. 100%. 100%. We can, we can kind of break this chain of chasing daddy because too many of us yeah. are chasing daddy nowadays. It's long. You know what I mean? Like, you've been chasing daddy longer than me. I'm 40. I remember, like, I asked my dad to come to my wedding and the man never ever answered the question, bro. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? And this is after 30, last time I saw him, I was 10. So this is after 27 years at the time of, of no communication, no contact, no nothing. And I said to my wife, sat on this sofa, I said, oh, you know, it'd be nice to have my dad at my wedding. And I found him on Facebook and I said, come to my wedding. And he was all about, oh, your mom this and your mom that. I said, Regin, I wasn't talking to you about none of them things. I'm just asking you, I'm inviting you to my wedding. I don't want nothing from you. I'm a grown man now. I did it by myself. I'm good. Just come forward. Come enjoy the day and go back where I go. Man never yeah. answered the question, bro. So, you know what I mean? Like you said, this is where the box stops. It stops with us. Yeah. And we have to yeah. make, we, we like, you know, you're my mentor without knowing you're my mentor anyway. <laughs> it's one of them things where, you know, I kind of watch from, from day one, from day one, from meeting you from day one. And I asked you questions at that time. I was going through things and you just gave me clear, simple, practical advice. Yo, you asked me a couple questions and i never forget. You asked me a couple questions and I was like, oh. And then you said, when you answer them questions, then you have your answer and you walked away. And that was enough. You know what I mean, and every time I'm going through something deep, 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 then yeah. I need to link up big bro. Cause you know, he, he, he would either <laughs> ask me a question or give me an answer. Um, most, yeah. most of the times you don't give me no answers. You just ask me questions. <laughs> and I, I, I really appreciate you for that. So big up yourself. Oh, man. It's, it, it's been a, it's been a pleasure actually doing life with you, man. You know, it's been a pleasure, you know, and, and, and I've been inspired from watching you from way back, like what now, nearly 15 years now, yeah, man. 10, 15 years now, you know what I mean? Yeah, actually, no, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Was Rhea born when we first met? No. <laughs> no, Rhea weren't, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no. I'm thinking, you know what, I'm thinking back to, um, I'm thinking back to Kennington Hall, but then I, 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 I found some pictures on my phone of mm. everyone from the first one on Kennington Park Estate, all the way back in that little tiny little hovel place. You, you know what I mean? And so like, Real you know, watching, <laughs> watching your journey from then to now, I, I've, I've, been, I've been truly inspired, seeing the father that you've become, seeing, you know, the sacrifices and 
the way in which you shaped your whole world around the girls and then created that whole business and that whole movement, Mika Bears, and, and then seeing who you are now and what you're doing in the culture. Honestly, it's, it's, uh, I am, I am honored. I am honored to, to know you, call you brother, call you friend and do life with you, man. And, and it's been a pleasure being in this space with you here now, man. Oh, we do. You know, we do. Yeah. Love, love these conversations. I can't wait until this thing lift, yep. you know, so that we can actually sit down in each other's company, put a camera down and actually eat some food and talk and, yeah. and do this live yeah. again. Uh, Australia, <laughs> Australia, where? Hey, listen, come <laughs> this way. If you get on a plane, come this way. Yeah, we go, we go do it. We have to do it. We have to do it. Listen. I mean, like I said, you are a major, major part of, of my recovery. Um, when I met mm. you, I was in active recovery. I didn't even know. Mm. I mean, like I said, you know, through therapy, a lot of prayer, a lot of fast, mm. a lot of good people. Um, mm. And, and I, I just watched you and how you do things. You know what I mean? How you don't fit into anybody's box and how you just kind of go, you know, if I say to you, so what do you think about this? You'll say, well, Dre, you know what? What do you think? Da, 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 da. and then you'll give me evidence to back it up mm. so look at this and then look at this and then i'll go and i said man this guy <laughs> i mean so it's it's you you like i said you are my mentor without me ever telling you so i just want to give you your flowers from now you know we're till not i appreciate and them major them smell good <laughs> just me like you know lace you know anthony you know andrew all of them regions it's conversations we have all the time you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. that, you know, you're, you're kind of the man and then everybody else come after that. And that's not disrespect <laughs> to anybody else. It's just that you, you are able to connect with us, you know what I mean, more readily, more easily, and you're able to kind of direct us without giving us instructions. You know what I mean? You allow us to grow into our, to our manhood, into ourselves as men, without kind of pandering to us or holding our hand. Because I don't think that's the right way to teach us as men to grow anywhere. We're supposed mm. to make mistakes and learn from them. Yeah. So you're there to pick us up when we make a mistake and just kind of dust us off and go, go again. You know what I mean? So I give thanks, man. I really give thanks. And thank you for sharing this space with me today. Oh, brother. Um, pleasure, man. Thank you for inviting me in, man. Yeah, thank man. you for inviting me in. We yeah. have to do some more. It could have gone no other way, my brother. I love <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and give them my love. And um, you yeah. Know, soon again yeah 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 we will do man we will right, do right enough love enough respect sir take good enough love enough love enough love yes,